Legal update briefings are prepared by the Nonpartisan Legal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. A legal update briefing is intended to inform legislators, legislative staff, and other persons interested in legislative matters of recent court decisions, attorney general opinions, regulatory actions, federal actions, and other occurrences of a legal nature that may be pertinent to the General Assembly's consideration of a topic. Although a briefing may identify issues for consideration by the General Assembly, a briefing should not be interpreted as advocating any particular course of action. Legal Update, Legal Services Division, Iowa Supreme Court Decision, Limitation Periods for Claims Arising from a State Bank's Fraudulent Acts and Breach of Contract. Benskin Incorporated v. West Bank, filed December 23, 2020, as amended March 4, 2021, number 18-1966. Facts and Procedural Background. In October 2006, Benskin Incorporated entered into a written loan agreement set forth in a promissory note with West Bank to borrow $800,094. The loan was secured by personal guarantees from Martin and Susan Benskin and a mortgage on Benskin's real property in Dickinson County. The loan was renewed in another promissory note dated August 1, 2007 with a maturity date of August 1, 2008. In October 2007, Benskin entered into another written loan agreement with West Bank, which was also set forth in a promissory note. This promissory note provided Benskin with a line of credit for up to $2 million. The loan was secured by personal guarantees from Mr. and Mrs. Benskin and mortgages on Benskin's real property in Dickinson County and Polk County. Benskin never borrowed against this line of credit. The 2007 promissory note and mortgages matured on May 30, 2008, at which time West Bank was obligated to release the 2007 mortgages. Benskin alleged that at various times after May 30, 2008, West Bank's employees and officers made multiple representations that West Bank would release the 2007 mortgages. However, West Bank did not release the 2007 mortgages. On June 27, 2011, West Bank informed Benskin it would not release the 2007 mortgages. Benskin also alleged that on July 22, 2016, it discovered that in 2008, West Bank altered its internal records to show an unauthorized advance under the 2007 promissory note to pay off the 2006 promissory note before it was due. In May 2018, Benskin sued West Bank. Benskin alleged that West Bank breached the 2007 loan agreement, count one, 2006 promissory note, count two, and the implied duties of good faith and fair dealing, count three. Benskin also alleged fraud, count four, West Bank filed a motion to dismiss in which it argued Benskin's suit was not filed before the applicable statute of limitations had expired. West Bank's motion to dismiss asserted that Iowa Code Section 524.221 subsection 2, which applies to state banks, barred counts 1, 2, and 3, and Iowa Code Section 614.1 subsection 4, barred count 4. Benskin filed a resistance to West Bank's motion to dismiss that argued in part that the discovery rule or equitable estoppel avoided the application statute of limitations defenses. The district court granted West Bank's motion to dismiss all of Benskin's claims. 
Benskin appealed, and the Court of Appeals reversed the district court and held that Benskin adequately pled equitable estoppel to avoid a motion to dismiss counts 1, 2, 3, and 4 on statute of limitations grounds. Benskin applied to the Iowa Supreme Court for further review, and the court granted Benskin's application. Issues, whether counts 1, 2, and 3 are time-barred by Iowa Code Section 524.221, subsection 2, and whether the district court erred by not applying the discovery rule or equitable estoppel to toll the statutes of limitations applicable to counts 1, 2, 3, and 4. Holding, the court held that counts 1, 2, and 3 are time-barred by Iowa Code Section 524.221, subsection 2, and the district court did not err by failing to apply the discovery rule or equitable estoppel to toll the statute of limitations applicable to counts 1, 2, 3, and 4. Analysis, Statute of Limitations, Iowa Code Section 524.221, subsection 2, provides all causes of action other than actions for relief on the grounds of fraud or mistake against a bank based upon a claim or claims founded on a written contract or a claim or claims inconsistent with an entry or entries in a state bank record made in the regular course of business shall be deemed to have accrued and shall accrue for the purpose of the statute of limitations one year after the breach or failure of performance of a written contract or one year after the date of such entry or entries. No action founded upon such a case may be brought after the expiration of six years from the date of such accrual. West Bank, a state bank, argued that the statute of limitations contained in Iowa Code Section 524.221 subsection 2 applies to counts 1 and 2 and that the limitations period commenced upon the 2008 breach and expired in 2015. Benskin argued that either the general 10-year statute of limitations for written contracts contained in Iowa Code Section 614.1 subsection 5 or the 11-year statute of limitations contained in the 2008 version of Iowa Code Section 524.221 subsection 2 applies to counts 1 and 2. The court rejected Benskin's argument that the statute of limitations contained in the 2008 version of Iowa Code Section 524.221 subsection 2 applies to counts 1 and 2. The court stated that it applies the statute of limitations that is in effect when a plaintiff sues. The court then had to decide whether Iowa Code Section 524.221 subsection 2 or Iowa Code Section 614.1 subsection 5 governs the limitations periods for counts 1 and 2. The court noted that pursuant to Iowa Code Section 4.7 and a previous court case, Midwest One Bank v. Heartland Co-op, 941 NW2D876883, Iowa 2020, when there is an irreconcilable conflict between a specific statute and a general statute, the specific statute controls. The court held that Iowa Code Section 524.221 subsection 2 governs the limitations periods for counts 1 and 2. The court stated this is because West Bank is a state bank and therefore Iowa Code Section 524.221 subsection 2 is the more specific statute. Counts 1 and 2 accrued no later than 2008 when West 
bank breached the contract by not releasing the 2007 mortgages, Benskin did not file suit until 2018. As a result, counts one and two are time barred by Iowa Code section 524.221 subsection two. With regard to count three, the court reasoned that the duties of good faith and fair dealing cannot exist without an underlying contract. Because count three is founded on a written contract that is subject to the limitations period provided in Iowa Code section 524.221 subsection two, the court held that Iowa Code section 524.221 subsection two governs the limitations period for count three. Count three accrued no later than 2008 when West Bank breached the contract by not releasing the 2007 mortgages. Benskin did not file suit until 2018. As a result, count three is also time barred by Iowa Code section 524.221 subsection two. Discovery rule. The discovery rule provides that, quote, the statute of limitations is told until the plaintiff knows or is in exercise of reasonable care should have known both the fact of the injury and its cause, end quote. The court first analyzed whether the discovery rule applies to claims that are governed by Iowa Code section 524.221 subsection 2. The court stated, quote, the discovery rule does not apply to statutes in which a specific event triggers the running of the limitations period, end quote. The court found that Iowa Code section 524.221 subsection 2 is such a statute because the date of the breach or when the state bank made the entry or entries in its records triggers the running of the limitations period. The court supported this finding by pointing out that reading the discovery rule into Iowa Code section 524.221 subsection 2 would conflict with the seven-year record retention requirements for state banks contained in Iowa Code section 524.221 subsection 1 paragraph A. The court held that the discovery rule does not toll the running of the statute of limitations applicable to counts 1, 2, and 3. The court found that count 4 was governed by a five-year limitations period in Iowa Code section 614.1 subsection 4. The court cited two previous court cases that held the discovery rule does toll the statute of limitations applicable to fraud claims. However, the court held that count 4 is still time barred by the five-year limitations period in Iowa Code section 614.1 subsection 4 because, quote, the statute of limitations on Benskin's fraud claim began running no later than June 27, 2011, end quote, and Benskin did not file suit until 2018. Equitable estoppel. The court stated that, quote, equitable estoppel can be asserted to toll the statute of limitations defense in Iowa Code section 524.221 subsection 2, end quote. However, the court then cited two previous court cases in which it found that the circumstances that justify the tolling of a statute of limitations pursuant to equitable estoppel and when the plaintiff becomes aware of fraud or should have discovered fraud on the use of ordinary care and diligence. The court found that in this case, quote, those circumstances ended on June 27, 2011, 
when West Bank expressly refused to release the encumbrances, end quote. Benskin argued that the application of equitable estoppel meant that it had seven years from June 27, 2011 to file suit on counts 1, 2, and 3. Because Benskin filed suit in May 2018, Benskin argued counts 1, 2, and 3 were not time-barred by Iowa Code Section 524.221, subsection 2. The court cited to a previous court case, Beak v. Aquaslide and Dive Corporation, 350 Northwest 2D 149 159, Iowa 1984, in which it stated that a plaintiff must file suit, quote, within the period of the statute of limitations, or if defendant was estoppel to assert the statute of limitations within a reasonable time after the estoppel ceased to be operational, end quote. Based on Beak, the court held that under Iowa Code Section 524.221, subsection 2, quote, the plaintiff must file suit within a reasonable period after the estoppel ends and does not get a fresh seven years from that end date, end quote. The court then analyzed what constitutes a, quote, reasonable time, end quote, to file suit after the circumstances that justify the tolling of a statute of limitations pursuant to equitable estoppel end. The court noted that West Bank did not ease Benskin to inaction through any affirmative misrepresentations after June 27, 2011. As a result, the court held that Benskin waited an unreasonable amount of time to file its claims. Although equitable estoppel may toll the running of the statute of limitations applicable to counts 1, 2, and 3, equitable estoppel did not toll the running of the statute of limitations to the date Benskin filed suit. The LSA staff contact for this legal update is James Arnett at 515-281-3745.